Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Introduction to the Devout Life by St. Francis de Sales, Book 1, Chapter 16, Eighth Meditation on Paradise, Part 1, Preparation. First, place yourself in the presence of God. Second, invoke his aid. Part two, considerations. First, represent to yourself a lovely calm night. When the heavens are bright with innumerable stars, add to the beauty of such a night the utmost beauty of a glorious summer's day, the sun's brightness not hindering the clear shining of stars or moon. And then be sure that it all falls immeasurably short of the glory of paradise. O bright and blessed country. O sweet and precious place. Second, consider the beauty and perfection of the countless inhabitants of that blessed country. The millions and millions of angels, cherubim and seraphim. The glorious company of apostles, martyrs virgins, confessors, and saints. O blessed company, any one single member of which surpasses all the glory of this world, what will it be to behold them all, to sing with them the sweet song of the Lamb? They rejoice with a perpetual joy. They share a bliss unspeakable and unchangeable delights. Third, consider how they enjoy the presence of God, who fills them with the richness of his vision, which is a perfect ocean of delight, the joy of being forever united to their head. They are like happy birds, hovering and singing forever within the atmosphere of divinity, which fills them with inconceivable pleasures. There, each one vies without jealousy in singing the praises of the Creator. Blessed art thou forever, O dear and precious Lord and Redeemer, who dost so freely give us thy, of thy own glory, they cry. And he, in his turn, pours out his ceaseless blessing on his saints. Blessed are ye, mine own forever, who have served me faithfully, and with a good courage. Part three, affections and resolutions. First, admire and rejoice in the heavenly country, the glorious and blessed new Jerusalem. Second, reprove the coldness of your own heart for having hitherto so little sought after that glorious abode. Why have I so long lingered indifferent to the eternal happiness set before me. Woe is me that for the sake of poor, savorless earthly things, I have so often forgotten those heavenly delights. How could I neglect such real treasures for mere vain and contemptible earthly matters? Third, aspire earnestly after that blessed abode 
For as much, O dear Lord, as thou hast been pleased to turn my feet into thy ways, never will I again look back. Go forth, my soul, towards thy promised rest. Journey unweariedly to that hoped-for land. Wherefore shouldest thou tarry in Egypt? Fourth. Resolve to give up such and such things which hinder you on the way, and to do such others as will help you thitherwards. Part four, conclusion. Give thanks, offer, pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. O sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Mary, gentle guide of you, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Why does St. Francis de Sales, in this eighth meditation, not even explicitly call the fourth part, the conclusion, a conclusion? He, he seems to not even use the title here. And why is the first part, the preparation, so short? yourself aware of the presence of God and ask his aid? Well, because the, the main point of Christian meditation is to use your mind, that is your intellect, in considering the life of Jesus and the truths that he has revealed. And then to move your heart by those considerations to an affective love for our Lord a union of your heart, to move your heart to desire to follow him, to move our hearts to repentance, to move our hearts to want heaven, to move our hearts to desire to live for him, to turn away from sin, and then to make a concrete resolution of what we should do, to give up such and such a thing in the here and now, today, tomorrow, in the very near future, some very specific resolution. Now, at the end of that, we make a little conclusion. We give thanks for this prayer. We offer ourselves to the Lord. We pray for the grace to put into effect what we felt in the prayer, what we thought about. But the main subject is the considerations and the affections. And if you are struck by one consideration, you don't have to keep going. You don't have to go through them all. If your heart is moved by a certain affection, stick with that. And there's usually a kind of progression. He starts with something more sensible, more obvious, like the stars in the sky. He then moves to the second consideration, to the countless beauty of the inhabitants of heaven. If the stars are beautiful, so the saints in heaven are even greater. 
And then he moves up even higher to the very presence of God, the eternal life of the Trinity, the inconceivable pleasure of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You see, he progresses, sensible things, human persons and saints, the divine persons. If any point along the way you feel moved to stop, then stop. Pray as you can, not as you can't. The Lord does not want us, however, simply to feel good feelings, to be moved to the love of God. He wants us to make concrete resolutions. But once again, these concrete resolutions should not dominate the prayer because we get distracted. If you start thinking of this specific situation here and now, then your mind will be taken away from our Lord, from the glory of heaven, from the consideration of who he is, from admiring him, from reproving your coldness. You'll get caught up in something here and now. That should only be at the end of the prayer. So let us ask the Lord tonight for the grace to desire to make this kind of mental prayer. We should not forget that St. Francis de Sales says, the grace of God, the power of God enters our life primarily in two ways, the sacraments and mental prayer. And meditation is one of the main forms of mental prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen.